Hello and welcome everyone to this month's edition of our Spotlight Series podcast. I'm Chris Damassi. I'm sitting down here in Sydney with all or most of you. And today we're going to talk about Meta Platforms uh, off the back of its most recent Q2 2023 result. And to do that, I've got Andy Mackin on the line joining us from our New York office. Welcome, Andy. How are you? Hi, Chris. Yeah, doing well. Looking forward to chatting about Meta. Are you fatigued yet after all of the results over the last couple of weeks? Uh, yes, I'm getting there. I am fatigued um, in part due to a newborn <laughs> that's um, keeping my wife right, and I right. awake most yeah, nights. Before we go any further, congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. While I've got everyone else on the line with us, Andy welcomed his third little girl into the world just a couple of weeks ago and got her working on the Q2 um, company earnings results as soon as as, as soon as she came That's into the right. world. Yeah, many hands <laughs> make life work. So it's, um, yeah, the more help, the better. Um, that's excellent. What, what's, what's been your, just before we get started, what's been your general impression of um, the results this quarter, especially for our, our portfolio? Looks like everything's been going quite well, including the Amazon result that just got released this morning. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, to be honest with you, I would say the general impression is that it's just business as usual, which sounds like a bit of a cop out. Um, but, you know, as many of our listeners and, and um, you know, clients who read our material will know, um, the businesses that we own are investing, you know, for the next 10 years and beyond. And so when you analyze these businesses in excruciating detail every 90 days, I guess we probably shouldn't be surprised that, you know, not a whole lot changes every quarter, uh, which is a good thing. Um, everything's heading in the right direction. Um, if I were to pick out just one perhaps surprise to the upside, and it's not even really surprising, but it's just really good to see it happening. Um, the operating leverage in the businesses that we own, and and by operating leverage, I mean, um, you know, the ability for a business to grow its revenues faster than it's growing its costs um, is has been outstanding and a lot of that particularly for the tech platforms that we own a lot of that comes from the fact that they're about you know 12 or 18 months ahead of the rest of the world in terms of um, really trying to drive efficiency gains and 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 moderate cost growth and expense growth um, they, they started a lot of those actions uh, last year, beginning of last year. Uh, and so what you're seeing uh, this year is that, you know, costs are really going nowhere, sideways or down, um, but the top line is still actually growing very well. And and the combination of those two things means that profits are growing very strongly um, and profit margins are expanding as well. So uh, that's that's the the upshot, I think, which is which is all pre pretty positive and and um yeah going in the right direction yeah and i i think um specifically we saw that with the meta platforms result as well so just to recap on that one revenue was up 11 percent uh, year over year in the second quarter that's off the back of a three percent increase in revenue last quarter and it follows three quarters in succession where revenue is actually going backwards for a little while so um revenues at at meta platforms has not is not just growing but is actually accelerating and on the call the company management um gave 
guidance for the third quarter, the quarter that we're in at the moment, and said that uh, revenues could be 32 to $34.5 billion. And what that means is that they're probably going to grow more than 20% this quarter. So that's a, that's a really rapid acceleration. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on under the hood there and why they've been so successful and get to the bottom of that. But to pick up on your point around profitability and margins, um, while revenues grew 11%, profits grew 12% in the quarter. And that includes a lot of one-off charges and legal expenses as the company goes through this period of cost cutting and um, cost rationalization and uh, a lot of a lot of redesigning of of their footprint and their data centers and there's a couple of billion dollars of charges in there and if i think on my numbers anyway if you remove some of those or all of those charges um it would have meant that the operating margin would have been you know almost 40 percent, and it was actually reported at about 29 percent. so up a touch but when you remove those charges it's up a lot um so you're starting to see that operating leverage come through um, just as you talked about across across the board for our portfolio companies. Um, but let's let's get stuck into why Meta has been so successful, not just this quarter, but over you know a string of quarters now. And um, you know what's been driving that, and I think a good place to start is really Meta's investments in artificial intelligence. And how they're using that to to spur a turnaround in their in their business. What what stuck out to you in in this result, or even broader than that, um, around this turnaround in successes that the company's having? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it it is such an interesting company to talk about, particularly now because you know the the stock is up almost. You know, almost 4x this year, which is extraordinary. But let's not forget that last year it almost fell 80%. So it's sort of, mm. you know, it's it's done a total round trip. And for a, you know, very large cap, very widely followed tech platform, it's almost, you know, inconceivable that such a round trip in such a short period of time could take place. And, you know, if you go back last year when the stock was falling, um, you know, it was all about, well, the business has run out of growth because mm. anyone who's ever going to be on Facebook or Instagram or whatever is already on. Maybe you argue that some people might leave because, you know, the kids don't find it cool anymore. Um, this is an advertising business. So if if you're not growing users or if your users are spending less time on it, Sort of the the product of those two things is what they call engagement, and that's essentially what you monetize as, as an advertiser. So if that's going sideways or down, then your revenue is going to fall. And at the same time, um, Meta, well, for many years now, Meta has been investing aggressively in this thing that was called artificial intelligence. That you know everyone thought at the time it sounded cool, but nobody knew if it would actually translate into any revenue. And then to make matters arguably worse, um, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, really got a be in his bonnet about the metaverse and and all the wonderful things that that would, um, you know, go go into that with virtual reality and augmented reality. And in practice, in the short term, at least, that just means 
a lot of um, extra losses as right. a result of all the investment yeah. into yeah. into the technology behind that. So you haven't, paint, um, you haven't painted a pretty picture. No, I know. Well, exactly. And that's so, you know, Mr. Market, so to speak, thought, well, that all doesn't sound great. I'm just going to write the stock down by 80%, like eight zero. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then here we are in 2023. And not to repeat your points, but, you know, the business is actually um, growing instead of contracting as the market thought. Um, all of a sudden, this thing called AI is now viewed very positively. Um, and as you say, we'll, we'll get into like how you translate just being positive about AI into actual like revenues and earnings. Um, and But the metaverse investments are still there and, and, and that's um, a topic we should touch on as well. But the combination of those things means that the stock has gone up a lot. So, you know, it's a, in a sense, the story hasn't changed, but the market's sort of perception or taste for such a story mm. has gone from very negative last year to very positive this year. And, you know, there's probably a whole nother philosophical topic around market efficiency, which, you know, we'll come back to at a later date to discuss that. But, um, I mean, with respect to Meta's current business today, and, and you've, you said, you know, artificial intelligence is at the heart of a lot of um, what's driving positive revenue growth and, and earnings growth. Uh, I think if you just start at a conceptual level, like one of the ways, one of the ways to win in artificial intelligence, as we've written about extensively over several years now, is of course selling the compute that everybody needs to train and implement these models. And and so that's, you know, your Microsofts and your Googles and your uh, Amazons. Uh, Meta's Meta's not that. Another way to do really well out of artificial intelligence is to the extent you own, I guess what I would call something like a protected distribution channel um, to the users or businesses that will be using artificial intelligence and be getting value out of it um, and you know be be willing to pay for it. And as we've discussed in other forums, you know Microsoft clearly has that um, to very large enterprises in in spades. Mm -hmm. But actually, so does Meta, and that's that's really one of its big advantages. In that, you know, while there's three and a half billion individuals who use Facebook and Instagram every day, there's, you know, 200 million plus small businesses. I mean, large as well, but in, in terms of what makes up the big number there, uh, it's small businesses who really rely on Instagram and Facebook to, you know, to run their business um, and to market themselves and whatnot. And so to the extent uh, Meta can develop AI-infused applications and tools that can become very relevant for them, very valuable for them, that represents a really big incremental monetization opportunity over time for Meta. Um, that's in the future. In the near term, um, to the extent that Meta can use artificial intelligence to uh, actually make the site more interesting for the three and a half billion users, to drive up that engagement number, um, well then that's actually really good for the core advertising business. And so I've, I've sort of highlighted two aspects there. It's actually the latter aspect that we're seeing today. Um, I engage, artificial intelligence is being used to drive higher engagement, which is driving more 
advertising dollars. It's arguably going to be the former topic that I described, which is, um, you know, AI-infused applications um, tailored to small businesses to sort of um, add value and, and monetize those in different ways, uh, which is still to come. Uh, and they'll they'll start to be rolled out over the coming months. So um, they're they're just two examples of of how Meta is using AI today and will use AI tomorrow. And both of those combined um, really represent, I guess, what I would call, um, you know, Meta's competitive advantage in distributing AI to people who or businesses um, who would really find it valuable. So coming coming back to what's, what's actually going on now today, the company keeps talking about engagement going up. And on the recent call, they talked about um, time spent on, on Facebook, I believe, going up by 7%. And that was in the context of recommended content and content that's been re- recommended and served up to users that's not coming from their friends and their family and uh, other people and businesses that they follow on Facebook, but it's being generated, well, not, maybe not generated, but it's but it's being um, uh, served up to them from an AI-driven recommendation engine. And that's that's has that been, in your mind, a key component of getting engagement up again? Absolutely. Um, so that's arguably one of the biggest changes, still a bit under the radar, frankly, but like the one of the biggest changes to the entire business model is that, you know, Facebook and Instagram uh, is in the early stages of transitioning from a social network to really a content recommendation um, algorithm, if you like. And if you just like take a step back and think, what does that mean? It means that in practice, um, well, instead of being served up content in my feed uh, from, you know, long lost friends from high school, you know, 25 years ago, um, (laughs) maybe not not quite that long. Um, I'm not that old, Um, which, you know, which is interesting, but maybe not as interesting as things which are really important to me today on all the different topics that I'm, you know, researching and, and you know, have hobbies in or whatever. Um, yeah, so they'll transition from that approach to one which, you know, the algorithm really just gets to know what you like in terms of all of your collective interests, um, social, professional, community-based, whatever, and will just serve you up more content that you find yeah. interesting. and. I'll say two things about that. One, you know, it's really not their idea because another company did this and became wildly successful and that company was called TikTok, uh, <laughs> which, you know, TikTok couldn't care less who, who your friends are. They just work out what your go- what content is going to be the most engaging to you. And then the second point I'd make is the fact that TikTok became so incredibly successful so quickly really demonstrates the power of a really good content recommendation algorithm. Like the 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 cold hard reality is that it's just really engaging. Like people yeah. really get value out of it or get utility out of it. And so um, you know, in a sense, Meta has said, thank you very much. 
um, we're pretty well placed to, you know, build and, you know, the world's largest AI-based content recommendation algorithm to 3.7 billion people. And that's what they've been tinkering away at over the last few years. And it took a lot of, you know, capital investment to get there and whatnot. And that's part of the reason why the stock was sold off so heavily last year. But now they're actually at the point where the investment's behind them. They're actually, they've started to roll it out. And we're just now mm-hmm. getting the first evidence that, lo and behold, yes, it really, really works. Um, yeah. And it's really driving engagement up or, you know, time spent per user up. And and the more time that people spend or the more engagement on the platform, of course, the more ads you can sell, um, as well as I, I might add, you know, the the more tailored the ads, um, you know, better targeted the ads, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, it's that's really positive for Meta's core advertising business. Yeah, well, this AI recommended content is now the fastest growing seg- content segment for uh, for for Meta. And to your point on engagement, it's meant that they've been able to increase the ad impressions. Ad impressions are up thirty four percent in the in the quarter. That's happening. The, this this AI recommended content is happening broadly across all of their different spaces and and properties, but it's actually um, really coming together um, really powerfully in Reels. And you mentioned TikTok had the algorithm, and they've copied the algorithm. They've obviously, they've obviously copied the format to the, the format, short yeah. video format, and Reels is killing it. It's quite interesting to think that um, going back last year, uh, we heard that TikTok reported. Um, you probably have the more precise number, but I think it was around ten billion dollars in revenues. Could that be correct? Yeah, it's it's of that order. Yeah, ten or twelve. And and reels like is now of, it's yeah yeah and re, but reels itself now is a ten billion dollar business, and reels has only been around a couple of couple of years since Meta decided to copy and beat TikTok. Yeah, exactly, and it it really speaks to. Um, Again, this idea that that Meta's core advantage is that it already has the world's largest social network, and it already mm-hmm. has you know just about every small business already on the platform. And so, to the extent that you know TikTok came up with a new whizbang format, and yes, it worked really, really well. Uh, but the truth is, all of the users on TikTok still you know go to Instagram every day because that's where all their friends are, that's where all their family is, that's where all the businesses that they follow are. Um, and so basically Meta just borrowed the um, <laughs> the product idea from TikTok and said, well, we'll just roll that out in- onto our network. And essentially for many users, well, the content's more or less the same, and or at least the effect of the content is more or less the same between Reels and TikTok, but it saves yeah. me having to close one app and open the next app. Um, so again, Wait. It's it's really it really speaks to the uh, embedded advantages that that Meta has over over other competitors. When you say borrow from TikTok, I'm guessing that Mark Zuckerberg and Meta aren't going to be paying that back anytime soon. <laughs> um, now, the other element of uh, artificial intelligence that you spoke about was the benefits that that brings to the advertisers on the other side of the business right. or on the other side of the ecosystem. And um, um, you spoke a little bit earlier about some of those tools coming out in the future, and maybe we can talk about messaging in a, in a moment. But 
ad performance has actually been improved already as a result of artificial intelligence capabilities and tools that are may have already um, been um, put into production, but but have also recently been put into production, and uh, that's driving better results for for advertisers. And um, it means that especially after a really challenging period where Apple made changes to their app tracking rules, and that 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 was a big hit for Meta at the time. If you go back 12, 18 months or, or so now. Um, it sounds like the company's been able to get over that hurdle and now represents um, just as good, if not better, value for advertisers because they're able to target and measure their ads as well as they might have been before Apple pulled the rug out from under under them. How how are you? How do you see? How do you see that the improvement there driven by AI? Yeah, I think that's right. It, it, I think you summarised it really well. It forced Meta to, you know, go and invest a whole lot more money in their, you know, targeting and measuring algorithms. Meta is fortunate, being the scale player in the space, that they have the resources to be able to do that. And now they've, in a sense, you know, cracked the code and and targeting and measurement and whatnot for these digital ads. So. Seem to be working extremely well. Um, of course, the user base, as we said, hasn't gone anywhere, and, and engagement's mm. only gone up. So the ability for advertisers to, um, you know, deliver their marketing budgets at scale through this platform is, is there, uh, and arguably they're in an even stronger competitive position because just as Meta was affected by Apple's rules, so all the smaller players as well, such as your Snapchats and your Pinterest and, um, you know, Twitter and everyone else. Um, but they didn't have the financial resources to turn around and build the extraordinary, you know, algorithms um, that are required to to deal with the problem and continue to suffer. And so perhaps some of the dollars that would have been spent there are now being spent on Meta's platform. So in a, in a funny way, Apple has <laughs> arguably strengthened them. the competitive position of, of Meta, which I'm sure it's is not their intention. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm I'm just reminding myself of Snapchat's user base, and I was reminded kindly just the other day in a discussion about about Meta that um, nobody uses Facebook anymore. By the way, that's not true. There's over three billion people that use it, and the number's right. been growing. Um, even in developed markets. But just to draw that line back to Snapchat, Snapchat's user base is up to 400 million. There's not a problem with the number of people that are using Snapchat, but the problem is on the advertising business model that they haven't been able to invest behind that you said was really um, impacted coming through the Apple tracking app app tracking changes. It's sort of amazing then to see that they can have a user base of 400 million people, but their their business and their business model has been impaired um, coming out of those changes and they can't compete. They're finding it so difficult to compete. And on the other hand, Meta 
um, is in a strengthened position because they have made those investments and had the capacity to make those investments over the last couple of years. I, I think Snapchat is lucky to break even. So they're having a tough time just running their business, let alone investing for the future and making investments in artificial intelligence capabilities. Yeah, no, that's absolutely spot on. I mean, for an advertiser, they really are platform agnostic to a large extent. Yeah. And yeah. it just comes down to return on ad spend. And if it's if it's better over at Meta and worse at Snapchat, they just divert dollars, you know, from one to the other. It's that simple. Yeah. And I, I reckon there's, uh, there's another way that Meta is going to be able to um, keep collecting more and more of those ad dollars. And there's a there's an AI angle to this as well. It's through uh, click to messaging, which is maybe not something that a lot of people have really heard about. Do you want to have a have a go at uh, giving us an idea of what click to messaging or this messaging advertising business might look like? Yeah, so um, the the connection you may want to draw in your mind is that, you know, all this generative AI hype and all the amazing developments that have happened in the space, a lot of them are based on what they call large language models, which is, you know, another way of saying that um, this computing platform is is English-based, you know, it's language-based, which is really good means users can talk to it or type to it and you know chat gpt all that stuff and the computer will type back to you or talk back to you and all that sort of stuff um so if you think about what type of platforms are well suited to maybe incorporating large language models um, into new valuating applications for small businesses lo and behold it's messaging apps well two of the world's largest messaging apps are owned by Facebook or Meta. Um, those are mm -hmm. WhatsApp and Messenger. So it's really no surprise that, um, I mean, not only is Meta a world leader in the development of these AI models themselves, but they also happen to have by far and away the more important advantage, which is they own the properties which are naturally well suited to, um, you know, incorporating uh, these tools into new applications and so click to message is one where you know a user um you know clicks on the ad and a, a messenger or whatsapp opens up and you know they can start interacting with the small business and you know gone are the days where there's somebody sitting on the other end of that madly typing trying to you know keep up with you know answering all the questions of their customers of course they're all <laughs> large language models but large language models have become so good these days that the the user experience is actually really quite seamless and enjoyable um and you know just building on this mark zuckerberg believes for what it's worth which i thought this was quite interesting um that he, he thinks that every small business and large business but every every business just like they have a website every business has a website he thinks that every business yeah. will have their own sort of tailored large language model so to speak that can um, really reflect the information of the business or the information that would otherwise be contained on the website. Even simple things like, you know, when are you open, when are you close, like, where's your store located, you know, what do you sell, like, you know, all that, just all the basic stuff, you know, you he has a vision where one of the ways users can just interact with your business isn't, doesn't have to be the website anymore, it, it can just be, you know, via the large language model. 
Um, and if yeah. that's true, then of course, once again, like where are the 200 million small businesses? Well, they're all on Facebook. Um, you know, Meta is really in the box seat to be able to provide um, these kind of tailored new AI-based um, tools and applications to a very, very large number of the world's businesses. There's a couple of things you mentioned there that I thought were quite interesting. One is that uh, that gone are the days of having some person sit on the other side of the phone and message you back. Right. In fact, that's how the business today was was built. And my understanding is that the messaging business is a $10 billion run rate business already. And I think one of the reasons why um, we, you know, a lot of people might not appreciate that is that we obviously live in the developed Western world and it hasn't really kicked off so far in that part of the world. It um, Messaging is actually much more, or, or at least dealing with businesses over messages is much more prevalent in um, um, regions of the world like Southeast Asia and Latin America where labour is cheap because they still do have somebody at the end of the phone typing messages backwards and forwards, but obviously the cost of that labour is cheap. We can't do that. You can't do that in Australia. You can't do that in the United States or high-income countries. But using AI and specifically generative AI, I, I think the big leg up in this business is going to be having those um, conversational chatbots on the other end that replace a human but do it at a much, much lower cost. And it starts to make this whole messaging experience really, really affordable and accessible for small businesses and their customers who are the users on the Facebook platform. So um, that's all. That's already a, a pretty, pretty big deal and pretty big business. But it's, uh, I guess it's not one that we really see as much in our world just yet. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's another, another opportunity that's on the horizon. I think it's also, um, you know, you talked about the immersive experience and and how it's uh, it, it, coming through and being used by small businesses and uh, large businesses. Sound sounds to me from the last call as well that there's an opportunity for larger businesses to um, get more and more involved here too. So so there's uh, there's plenty of plenty of space to expand this messaging or click click to messaging or messaging advertising business that uh, it's sort of astounding to think that a $130 billion plus revenue company still has opportunities to grow in new areas that can be worth tens and tens of billions of dollars, if not more. Quite astounding. Oh, I'll, absolutely. I'll give you another one just real quick, just because you brought this up um, and it's a fun thought experiment. Like Meta verified, so just getting the little check mark to say that you're a verified business, um, and you know, which yep. signals, I suppose, to people on the platforms that you know, you're, I suppose, authenticity you know, is that, is yeah, that, well, exactly. Yep. Um, and obviously, they were, um, they've been very topical over at Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> Meta, <laughs> Meta just recently announced, yeah, we'll do that, we'll just roll out Meta Verified for any, any business who wants it, of course. If you're a business, you know, paying the $12 a month or something is trivial, trivial yep. cost compared to the benefit of being viewed by current and potential future customers as being, you know, trustworthy and verified and authentic and all this sort of stuff. Um, 
Well, as I said, if you're just using that 200 million small business number, like if you just at the extreme ran that through, like that's $30 billion basically of extra profit every single year, which would basically double the earnings power of the business today with the stroke of a pen, essentially. So um, that is, now I'm not that, saying that, that that's that, going to that happen and I'm not incredible. saying that 200 million small businesses are going to sign up tomorrow. But just to your point, like you always think that these mega tech companies, oh my God, you know, this thing's got a market valuation of nearly $800 billion. Like that's it. You can't, you can't really grow from here, surely, you know? And there we go. Like there are countless examples of, you know, new substantial revenue and earnings opportunities, um, which are not, you know, they're not hypothetical. They're not, you don't have to make some massive, like predict the future call. I know you do with the metaverse stuff, which we'll come to, but like you can just, you could rule a line through that tomorrow. There are so many of these other opportunities, which are basically here right now. Um, and over the coming months and over the, you know, the next 12 months where um, they could really move the needle. So it's, I'm really, it's pretty interesting. I'm really enjoying your thought experiments along this line at the moment. You did another one recently with Microsoft. I'll just take us off onto a tangent there, who've released their co-pilot AI um, version of their applications, and they're going to charge an additional $30 per month. And you said they've got 400 yeah. million users. Yeah. So my quick numbers, that's $12 billion a month multiplied by 12 months, about $140 billion. They double the revenue base of the company and multiply yeah. their earnings if everybody picked that up. It's astounding. Yeah. Just to that's think right, that that's even a Yeah, you read like 30 bucks a month. You know, oh, that doesn't sound like much. Like, and this is a, like a $2 trillion company or more than that. Yeah. And, and, you know, how is $30 a month going to help them? Well, yeah. it's because the the user base, the embedded customer base, like that's the advantage that these guys have. It's so large that yeah. when they, you know, distribute these new value-adding AI-based applications and really add value to three or 400 million people, mm. I mean that's powerful so that's that's kind of where we are and that's that's yet to come but like not yet to come in 10 years like that's yet to come in the next yeah. you know one to two years all right let's um let's finish off uh before we get to the stock let's finish off with talking about a little bit about the metaverse and um the losses that facebook is or meta is incurring at the moment just to balance out the conversation a yep. little bit um the 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 run rate of losses in that segment of the business um, have expanded to more than a fifteen billion dollar a year run rate. I think they've yep. already spent over sixty billion dollars, um, probably fifty billion dollars, uh, to this point. Where do you see that going? Does that end at some point? does it just have is there something that we're missing is there going to be some astounding economic benefit that, that comes um what's the what's the what's the play for, for meta in the metaverse and um when does it stop costing money yeah so uh i mean of course we have no idea if <laughs> if these investments <laughs> are ever going to generate any you know technology that can be monetized in such a substantial way that an adequate return will be earned on this really significant investment. Um, mm -hmm. The way I think about it, though, is, you know, you can think of the bookends. Well, what if you assume that nothing ever comes of it forever? Like, think of the worst yeah. case scenario. Um, and then you compare that to 
you know the value of the business and the the rest of the earnings power of the business both today and and into the future and the short answer is I mean I'm being a little bit flippant but really not much like the short answer mm-hmm. is it just doesn't matter because yeah um you know if you like let's say you said okay they're going to do 15 billion a year like forever they're never going to stop yeah. and you're never going to get anything back from that there's no revenue forever you just 15 billion losses a year um if you sort of tax affect that maybe it works out to be i don't know like 12 or something per year and if you were to sort of take the present value of that maybe it's i don't know 120 billion dollars or something like this um well that's okay i mean don't get me wrong Twenty billion dollars usually matters um that's like 15 percent of the company or something like that Mm -hmm. well i mean in two days after the most recent result the stock was up by i don't know 10 or 12 percent in totality or something like that like just in two days so um my point is that if you're telling me that this the stock kind of fluctuates over a 48 hour period sort of more than or around the same as sort of your absolute worst case scenario where you assume that one you never get anything back from this investment and two you know um Zuckerberg and then Zuckerberg's you know like whoever um follows on I don't know if it's his children or whoever but, but whoever's in charge of meta for the rest of time into infinity they never stop the investments even though they've never earned a dollar like it's they're just such extreme examples and that equates to like 48 hours move in the stock it just sort of says that it it really doesn't matter um that's the short answer the slightly longer answer is to say what i actually think will happen in practice is that i think they'll persist with these investments for a few more years i think it will become yeah. much clearer in say i don't know two or three years time it'll be it'll become much clearer if there is genuine light at the end of this tunnel in terms of like a path to actual like substantial monetization. If there is, I think they'll continue, but that's good. If there's not, I think they'll curtail the investments. Um, so it, once again, like if, if they announced tomorrow that they curtailed the investments, I mean, I'm sure the stock would be up like 25%. Like if they mm-hmm. said they were going to kill all the metaverse, I'm sure the stock would be up 25%. Um, so it probably shouldn't be up that much but it probably would be um i think that they'll make that decision in a few more years time but in the meantime it just really doesn't matter i think i think investors should um not include those losses in the underlying earnings power of the core business i think instead they should just look at the core business for now think about what an appropriate valuation of that would be and then you can kind of in your mind conceptually treat the metaverse investments a little bit like um you know buying relatively smaller growth options that may mm-hmm. or may not come to anything yeah yeah it's not the it's it's absolutely not the main event um right. but let's talk a little bit about the the stock then because it has had an amazing round trip after sinking by you know, 80% throughout the course of last year. Um, you mentioned earlier that it's almost, well, it's almost up four times from from the bottom at the end of last year, but it's still not back to record levels and its previous high. 
um, despite sensational performance this year. I think it's very easy to look at very short time periods, like six or seven months, and say that the stock is up by a lot, and 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 therefore it means that um, investors should maybe sell, move on, look elsewhere. But if you widen out the aperture of that that lens, you can see that the stock's still not actually back to where it where it came from. So I, I think that's one important point to keep in, in mind. But then we can talk a little bit more about where to from here and the valuation of the stock, which you've already led us into. Um, how do you frame the valuation? How do you think about upside? What upside is is um, is left in the stock from here? Oh, look, I won't put a number on the upside, but I think there is significant upside still to come. Yeah. Um, and what gives me confidence in saying that is that, again, if you just apply that framework that I just described, which is essentially, let's just put the metaverse losses to one side for a moment. You can come back to them in a way, however you choose. But instead, let's just look at the core advertising business um, that carry all of those AI advantages, um, both mm -hmm. current and future that we just discussed. Um, well, even just on today's earnings power of that business, the Meta's trading on 13 times that number. Right. Which, I mean, you know, for a business that has all of these significant growth options, and as you said right up front, like, you know, we'll be growing around 20% or more um, even next quarter, um, then, you know, is 13 times the right number for that? I don't know, it's probably a little low. Um, I also think the, so I think the multiple probably should be a little high, but I also think that that the the earnings is is going to, the earnings base is going to grow really quite significant, which again is another way of saying that the multiple should probably be higher. Yeah. Um, the other thing it does as well, it just puts into perspective, like just, you know, we said the stock's up four 4X in the last eight mm -hmm. months. Well, in a sense, that means that that multiple, that 13 times multiple for the, the core advertising business, you know, the beginning of the year was effectively down at like three. <laughs> so it's amazing <laughs> that can still happen in markets. And yet yeah, it that's does right. regularly. That's right. And that's like, so that was real. And I mean, we owned it then, but, yep. you know, it wasn't easy and you couldn't find too many people who wanted to own Meta through those days. But again, you've just got to look at, you know, what Mr. Market is willing to pay for, you know, this level of earnings power. Um, and, you know, we cut the numbers left and right and upside down every which way we could through mm -hmm. those days. And we just, we said, you just cannot justify selling this business at that valuation. It's just impossible. And, then uh, even, and, and that's why. And then even today, now you've got a business, it looks like, you know, if you sort of, Look at today's run rate and then project forward a business that's probably got core earnings of in the order of approaching $60 billion. And you know, we we talked about the acceleration in in revenues and also in profit margins. So profits are growing even even quicker, double-digit growth in in earnings power. And uh that's that's trading on, yeah, as you said, a multiple of 13 times earnings, which is is relatively and absolutely quite cheap. Um, that's even at you know the stock that is at the stock price today of over three hundred dollars after multiplying by four. 
in in the space of less than a year. So it's uh yeah, it's a, it, it to me it it still screams cheap um, from a multiple perspective, but also growing earnings power. And I think you get you get to have your cake and eat it too. You get you get both of those. You get both of those things with with Meta. I love it. I love the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we, maybe we finish there on uh, on no, the, that's perfect. On the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been wonderful to have this this conversation. It's always good to circle back on these things after um, the most recent quarterly earnings because we do we do learn some new things. Um, but it but it's been wonderful to be able to expand the conversation out and talk about a lot of the elements of the thesis of Meta, um, why we have owned it and why we continue to own it as a very large position in the portfolio and why we see so much more upside in the stock. So thank you for um, for talking us through that today. Yeah, thank you. This has been uh, super interesting, so I appreciate it. All right, excellent. And we'll speak to you again next month. Sounds good. Bye for now. Bye.